BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, friends. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily podcast. Where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Uh, yeah, I don't like to be starting the show and learn that I've lost. 1,000 Pooh Bear points. And I, I, I responded with, what? What What did I, what happened? So I'm racking my brain. What did I do wrong? Minus 1,000 Pooh Bear points. That is not the way you want to start this show off. She has left the home. So what? I mean, I made, I woke up. I, uh, last night I took out the garbage. So that was, that's in order. I packed her lunch. She went with the lasagna and the garlic bread leftovers and an orange. I put all that in there. The smoothie order was, uh, orange banana. I, I did that. Cup of orange juice, cup of almond milk, the banana, the yogurt, the chia seeds, and the, uh, what's that shit called again? I don't know. That supplement that's tasteless, that adds the protein. So I'm vastly confused. I cannot figure, I, I, she, you know, she's at school right now. I'm like, what the hell did I do? There's no way this is going to work out since it's going to be bugging me the whole damn show. She's, uh, uh, you know, she's busy. I'm fucked. Figure that out later. Yesterday, it was an adventure. We took the NFK. I took the NFK out of his natural habitat. Um, as I uh, talked to you about, um, a long-term fixer-upper project. By the way, he's uh, started showering on his own, which I'm a little concerned about. 
because he's susceptible to falls, but he swears that he's going to do it. Oh, my God. Well, see, if I smell something, I'm going to have to throw your ass in there and hose you down. Uh, so off we go to the dentist. And now just to recap, one side was hurting and they said, okay, yeah, you need, uh, you need a couple fillings. The day for that is yesterday. First of March. Okay, great. But so he's been favoring the other side of his mouth. Then he discovered that because there's holes in those teeth too, uh, the it's, it's, that was even more painful. So, okay, maybe we can take care of both of these. So we go in a little earlier. They, they said, yeah, let's, let's take a look. Um, what they revealed is that on the uh, side that uh, also started hurting that, okay, now that's a root canal. That needs to be a root canal. And I've never had one of these, but I hear it's, it's, it's a pretty tough go to do that deal. So he's scheduled for the fillings. Now they, they have a finite amount of time. This is a very, very busy practice. Stand by. Of the two problems, the one that's more pressing is the root canal. But they don't have time to do a full root canal. That takes more preparation, more time, and it's just not going to work. So what they decided to do was, and this is a little wonky because you might go, ah, but they decided to quote unquote, relieve the pressure on the root canal side. Now, what that means is, um, you know, there's infection. So to do that, they got to drill into the, the first they numb the fuck out of you. And then they drill in and uh, clean all that out. Immediate relief. You know, it's kind of like those videos I watch of the farmer cleaning out the cow hoofs. Uh, they reveal the open issue, uh, get whatever's in there out. And then, um, that's it. And I go, well, okay. And they said, so what we're going to do is we'll do that. And then we're putting him on, on an antibiotic. And then, uh, that will alleviate the infection. The pain should stop. We're going to reschedule for the other fillings. So this is a very involved process. Now, this is one of the most busy practices ever because uh, we have to wait now several weeks, uh, maybe even a couple months before all of this is even going to be addressed. The filling, the root canal, uh, it's, it's all a shit show. So the root canal, they go in, and I think that the way this works is they end up... Uh, destroying that nerve the tooth is dead and then they put a cap or a crown on the fucking thing this is a really involved process i i hope you're happy with your effort to destroy your mouth by uh not taking care of your teeth you fucking dumb dumb jesus i hope you learned something you dumb shit Fucking A. And then uh, we get to this moment and it's always awkward because Ding Dong has this horrible habit. He'll ask you a question. You'll start to answer it and then he interrupts your answer. Now he does it to me. I just stop. Like if he says to me, hey, um, how is the sky? How is grass green, for example? 
and let's say I'm a, a uh, horticulturist and I know everything there is to know about it. And I'm going to answer that. And as I'm starting to give that answer, he'll ask me a follow-up question. And then I usually go, um, okay, you got to stop doing that. I'm trying to answer one question. You're not listening to the response and you're interrupting me. Can you not do that? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So that's that, that's with me. But now, when he went back into the, uh, whatever, dentist chair, I said to the lady who's in charge, I go, okay, whatever happens, I'll be here, just come tell me, because he's not going to remember. So she comes out, she explains to me what's up. They take care of him. He comes out. Sits down next to me and she starts to explain the plan of attack and um, what to expect in the coming days and just basic shit. And as she's talking, he starts doing that again. Loudly, just like throwing his voice into the conversation mid-sentence. So then I have to do it. I have to go. I'm looking at her and I go, one second. Dude, let her finish fucking pain in the ass all right go to the pharmacy get the uh antibiotics off we go today he wakes up i go how's the mouth not bad, not bad, love it. Now I just gotta take care of this fucking side. This fucking side's gotta get fixed now, mate. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need to do that. You don't, you, well, who does that in conversation? Most people would just go, yeah, now I just gotta take care of the other side. And, uh, you know, lesson learned. But no, it always has to be like full of this weird type of uh, aggressive flexing. It's like who are you who are you pissed at here? Fucking drives me up a wall. Another night last night of Diana screaming in my face. Uh, sound asleep. And you know it can happen. It can happen every night. It can happen any night and every night or no nights. But Bruce and I sound asleep. Uh, terrified, he he of course barks because there's uh, an intruder or some type of uh, a creature in the room. He thinks because all we hear is oh, 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 oh. but louder. So here I am in in deep sleep, dreaming about probably having sex with a man or something like that. You're like, wait, what? Well, you had to listen to the last couple of days podcast and know that reference. Uh, you know, my, my heart's probably beating at about 11 or 12 beats a minute. Two breaths a minute. In one second. It, uh, it rockets up to 199. Hyperventilating because Diana's screaming in the middle of the night. It's always the same dream. Someone's out to get her. I'm like, yeah, well, welcome to my world. 
So I like, I go, honey, 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 you're screaming, you're screaming, you're screaming. What? What? I go, yeah. You're, and now she's mad. I go, yeah, you're, you're screaming. I'm, I'm getting you out of your dream. I'm, you're, you're, stop. Someone's trying to get me. I go, I, I know. I know. I've been aware of that. I know. Of course, someone was trying to get you. I don't think you were, uh, you know, uh, having a nice dream. I figured it was uh, someone was actually trying to get you. They always are trying to get you. That's always the case. Uh, you know, and it takes a good uh, 130 minutes for me to relax after that horrible moment. Holy shit. All right. Uh, Griffin's last night. Something terrible happened. Uh, by the way, uh, forgot to reach out to um, Mitch Keesler. I just found out that I had to change the date of the paintball war number 22. You haven't been here in a while. Uh, that has changed. We have not rescheduled. I was double booked. My apologies. Uh, Griff's game. And um, so we ha- have a backup timekeeper. And this is not great because the one who does it, Josie, is ridiculously effective. Um, and I don't know how she does it because she does not stop talking from the moment she sits down there at the electronics table where the scoreboard operation is. Uh, I, I don't know how she's able to actually pay attention to the game. She has to pay attention to when the linesman drops the puck to start the clock. She has to be listening for the whistle to stop the clock. And there's all sorts of things in between that have to happen. Now she is the most qualified scoreboard operator on the planet. And this is a volunteer position. And I am of the opinion that the hockey team needs to make this a paid position with a salary of about $500,000 a year, which is way more than any player makes. And there's a reason for that. Now, prior to her getting that job, uh, Norm had it. Norm Kalenda, who, despite being 149 years old, was also absurdly effective. God rest his soul. He is hanging out with Gordie Howe and Ted Lindsay as we speak. I'm serious. They called him West Michigan's Gordie Howe, Norm. Uh, legend. Um, so... The next person to have that job is Josie. She's just as good and not 150 years old. So this is all I have to do. I have to sit down at the scorer's table and listen to her yap and uh, have her run the scoreboard. Um. She decides to take some time off, and that means missing games. Now, that is a problem. Now, the reason why I say 
This needs to not be a volunteer position. She gets like two tickets to the game and like a free hot dog. That's all she gets. She should be paid handsomely, but she doesn't. So because she's not, if she needs to take some time off, go on a trip, she does. And then we have to put the backup in. Now, the backup, um, I think the backup will also tell you this now, but for some reason, the backup thought that he was qualified. Now, everyone in the arena knows he's not. But he's also, for some reason, in charge of the off-ice officials. Dude who runs the clock has no business running the clock. Now, despite filling in for Josie many, many times, he's never, ever gotten it right. Ever. Now, he's okay, I guess, at starting the clock when the ref drops the uh, puck. And okay, I guess, when the whistle blows. But God forbid if he ever needs to hit a few buttons into the inner workings of the clock to change something. There was a moment uh, during the game. Well, this isn't yesterday's game. This is uh, the game before. Maybe two games before. I don't remember. When um, there was time winding down in the third period. The score is tied. Play stops. The coach of the Griffins says, I think there should be more time on the clock. The refs confer. They agree. They skate over to the scorer's table. And they say into the little hole, hey, you're going to have to change that time on the clock from five seconds to 7.5. This is important because of uh, the Griffs are going to get a face-off in the other team's zone, so it's potential to score a goal. Dude immediately flips out. Because he tries to do it, tries to change the time on the clock. And the amount of time this would take Josie is about three seconds. To my right is a player from the other team who's in the penalty box. His name's Jack Drury. Two refs on the other side of the glass waiting for dude to change the fucking time. 10 seconds passes. Ref sticks his face back in the hole. He goes, Hey, uh, everything. Okay. And I'm hearing panic in dude's voice. And just giving me the impression that he's, he's starting to come unglued a little bit. This continues. Now you're hearing a murmur in the crowd. All eyes are where I'm at. I'm trying to lean as far away from this guy as possible as he's struggling and now muttering to himself about what's happening. 10 seconds turns to 30. 
At this point, Jack Drury from the Chicago Wolves starts screaming at the dude. What the fuck are you doing? So now I've got refs saying, what the fuck is going on on the other side of the glass? I got a player from the other team yelling at the dude. And I'm just like hoping I don't get shrapnel. It's like, I don't, I don't fucking want to do this. This is terrible. So I'm just staring off into eternity. Oh my God. This went on. And then there's two other people in the box with me, my timeout coordinator and a scorekeeper. And we're all just quiet. The three of us, four of us and the penalty box attendant. Oh my God. Fucking shit. It was so awkward. And then the guy, I thought he was going to start to cry. This went, and then on the uh, scoreboard, um, it's supposed to say 7.5. Suddenly it says 75 minutes are left in the game. There's supposed to be 7.5 seconds. We're like, oh no, the crowd's groaning. This is what it sounded like. That's horrible. You're telling me. It was a good three minutes. So bad. Game ends. Goes regulation ends. We go to overtime. Now, there's a technique called clock hold. That's clock hold. If the timekeeper starts the clock thinking that the ref has dropped the puck. You got to reconcile that. So that happened. Walt started the clock a little early. So about a second of overtime, this is during that gameplay, during the overtime, a second of time went off the clock. What you technically should do is um if they then they they all right hang on hang on the refs are like oh my god uh they they will then make you hold the clock so then the ref will drop the puck you count one one thousand then you start it so most of the time that's fine or if no one notices fucking let it go Make it up on the next stoppage on your own. It's, it's, you know, there's a little, there's a little wiggle room there. What does he do? Instead of uh, implementing the clock hold technique, knowing full well he has a horrible time changing the time, he blows the fucking bullhorn, which gets the attention of the refs. So everybody stops. Ref skates over. He goes, what? He goes, yeah, I started the clock early. I got to change the, uh, I got to uh, put one second back on. And we're all going, no, no. <laughs> Fucking shit. And he did it again. We're just sitting there again in this miserable awkwardness. I was like, oh my God in heaven. No, no. Saying this is so terrible. And this goes, it happens again. Now, you got to understand, 
the players are all warmed up and they don't they don't like this type of stoppage they they, they want to keep the game going and it was just miserable we ended up losing in overtime and it was just a shit show could not believe how awkward this is i said to uh, my friends over the hockey team, I said, I haven't felt this bad since 9-11. It goes, 9-11, this. That's how terrible I felt seat- uh, being seated there. I walk out of the rink. Josie is actually on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, drunk as fuck. I go, Josie. Now, first I text. I go, you won't believe the meltdown I just saw. What happened? I go, I can't text it. I have to speak it. I have to get this off my chest. I'm driving home from the rink. I go, and she picks up the one. She's walking down the street in Bur- or, uh, on Bourbon Street. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I tell her what's up. And I go, can you believe this? And she's just laughing. I go, you need to be paid. You can't leave again. Hmm. Um, and then, so that was, you know, a couple games ago yesterday, she's back and with her is her brother who also is an office official, but not skilled on clock management or clock operation. You know what she did yesterday? She spent significant time teaching him how to do it. Dude is out. He actually took himself out of that position. It's like, thank God. That's the best decision you've made. You might be great at other things, but there is no mistaking. You are the, you are unqualified. No one impossible. You can't do it. Holy shit. My God. Was that a absolute abortion? I've said to her, I go, this needs to be a paid position. We cannot have it that this is like some volunteer Yahoo off the street job. Oh. A lot of people are making the uh, comparison to yet another Eric Zane sports venue story involving clocks. Yeah, I know. I know. You're probably going to get in trouble, Eric Zane. Well, no, that's that's ridiculous. All of this is exactly as it happened. So, yeah. And you might be like, yeah, but you're talking about it. It's like, bullshit. I am not going down that road again. No one is in charge of me. I can't, I can't fire myself. That was the worst. Holy crap. my god anyway that's how that all unfolded thank you so much for being part of this podcast you can follow me on facebook and uh you can watch i should say on facebook twitter and youtube But why would you do that? I want you to go to Twitch. Twitch is where you get the show uninterrupted. So thank you if you've been watching this on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But it's time for me to say goodbye to you. If you want the full show, 
you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live on your desktop or your laptop or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live all one word. Um, as always, you can uh, listen to the show, the audio podcast, wherever you download shows. Send me an email on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Uh, Shoreliners Striping, uh, making so that the parking lot looks fantastic. That's who you call upon. If you also need an athletic field striped, they can do that. Maybe uh, repaint the inside of the workplace on the floor. Sometimes businesses have needs for that. A lot of factories use that type of uh, method. Thank you so much to Shoreliners Striping. They actually just signed up for a, another year of marketing on the show. So I'm very, very happy about that. Okay. So I'm going to kick the rest of you on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And off we go. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. All right. More nonsense from Ottawa County, Michigan. Now, Ottawa County, Michigan was the, is the county I live in, and I've given you the background many times about how um, it really is a remarkable thing. I, I applaud... Um, the approach, I don't necessarily care for the uh, uh, logic behind it. No, I do. Actually, I do. I, uh, I I can appreciate Ottawa Impact and what they did in getting the uh, election to go in their favor. You get all these uh, far right-wing conservatives who were pissed off about the pandemic, so they organized. Uh, created a fundraising pack, political action community called Ottawa Impact, and um, led by this dude, Joe Moss, and then proceeded to get a bunch of cash and beat the streets and their meat, saying, hey, uh, we want, we're patriots, vote for us, for the county commission, and they won, okay? So out of all the seats on the commission, um, it's full of psychopaths and one Republican who's not a psychopath and one Democrat. Everybody else is a fucking psychopath. But they did it, and they did it fair and square. So the shits hit the fan. They immediately hired um, 
uh, a new administrator, which is a hired position. They brought in this other wacko named John Gibbs. Talk to you about that. Who uh, That's not an elected position, but he had lost in Kent County. He's another crackpot. They bring that kook in, and then they uh, wipe out the equity and inclusion office. Say, oh, yeah, fuck that gay shit. Uh, we don't want any of that. No way. Fuck that. And uh, they so they got rid of that. And then the uh, uh, slogan for the county and all the literature was where you belong or something like that. And they said, no, we don't want gay people here uh, and black people except John Gibbs. So uh, we're wiping out where you belong to uh, where freedom rings. That's what we'll do. They did that. Actually did that shit. And then the uh, health director, there was a lady named uh, Adeline Hambly. She was appointed as the health officer by the previous board prior to this election. Well, the lunatics get in office and they say, you're fired. And uh, they bring in some fucking wacko who uh, is a heating and cooling specialist, a guy who installs, like, you know, furnaces. And they said, you're the new health administrative uh, administrative health officer. Like, legit, a guy, a guy, it'd be like taking Joe Martinez and making him the administrative health officer of uh, of the county. I mean, we all know that Joe has incredible skill when it comes to heating and cooling shit. But if Joe Martinez is the administrative health officer, that's all sorts of fucked up. Um, well, this uh, Adeline Hambly, she's suing now for um, unjust dismissal or some shit like that. Uh, the board then this uh, Tuesday, they had a meeting. And they decided, I think I'm getting this right. They, um, they, the board is claiming that um, the written resolution improperly left out that Adeline Hambly would only be appointed if approved by the board. So what this is, is they're going to say, oh, well, she was hired, but technically, technically, uh, she, uh, okay. The board voted six to five to revise the written resolution from December, claiming that it incorrectly omitted that Hambly needed to be approved by the board of commissioners. So that's their way of circumventing the hiring of her by saying, ah, 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 ah. she was not approved by us. Well, what they're doing is ret- is like, uh, going back in history to change the rules from when she was in put into that position, which sounds sketch as fuck. You get what I'm saying? So because of that, it's all very, very fishy and strange, but nothing new for this group of fucking scumbags. Um, so audio check, video check, Let's get into their discussion of this. County's Board of Commissioners meeting, commissioners voting to correct a resolution that was passed by a previous board. News Ace Demetrius Sanders is live now at the Ottawa County Administrative Building with the latest. Demetrius. Go. Demetrius. Well, tonight, a four-hour Board of Commissioners meeting. 
four hours. Shit. Meeting here in Ottawa County, the biggest agenda item involving the county's health officer. Now, back on December 13th, the previous Ottawa County board voted on a resolution that essentially approved Adeline Hambly as a county's health officer. Now, tonight, the board voting six to five to correct the written. That's Joe Moss resolution claiming that it incorrectly omitted that Hambly needed to be approved by the Board of Commissioners, although this was verbally agreed on. Now, the board's attorney says tonight's action was simply to make the resolution accurate, but some in tonight's crowd saying they feel this was an attempt to rewrite history and oust Hambly for Nathaniel Kelly. Kelly was chosen to be health commissioner by the new conservative board and has previously stated he doesn't agree. That's the, uh, uh, what do you call it, HVAC guy. And he's a big, oh, yeah, we don't need masks. No one should get the vaccines. What, this is, that's what this is all about, okay? With COVID-19 mitigations like masking and... I don't like that. I wish that would stop. There's voting to... Oh, good. Hang on. ...to change the language in the resolution. It's one thing to correct our own minutes and our own resolutions, uh, but I believe it's crossing the line to try to correct uh, prior commission. Okay, this is this is the one dissenter, you know, or two, one of two dissenters. So, yeah, we can't go back. It's That's ridiculous. And the only reason why they're doing this is so that they can avoid the lawsuit. I think if we are upset with who is um, chosen to be our... Uh, health officer for us in this family that we can address that going forward. It's entirely appropriate to have the record reflect the actual words of the commissioners who passed the resolution. All of us up here as commissioners understand why this was brought to us. Um, I guess we do that, um, but uh, I believe it's a pretty big Hail Mary. Um, I don't think it's going to land and um, I believe it's probably going to land us in harder situations going forward. Okay, so he's trying to make sense of this all too. Now, emotions were running high during the meeting. More than 60 people gave public comment on both on both sides of the issue. Tonight, Commissioner Roger Bergman, who voted no, also walking out after it was approved. For now, live in Ottawa yeah. County, Demetria Sanders. So that's going to make it so that they can, they can make, um, make that a reality. So she would be out. Um, he mentioned the guy walking out. Uh, there's a Roger Bergman. Check this out. Ottawa County Board divided commissioners endorsed by Ottawa Impact and prompted one member to walk out of the meeting. News 8's Byron Tollefson joins us now with more on that meeting and that the one that has one member enraged with the board. Byron. Brian and Michelle, when the conservative group Ottawa Impact secured a majority on the County Board of Commissioners, only one Republican remained that was not backed by the group. He says his fellow commissioners are governing with an axe to grind. And last night, he had enough of it. Tired. Tired of the nonsense. Tired of poor governance. Roger, this is a Republican, too. Bergman, the lone Republican on the Ottawa County Board who was not endorsed by the conservative group Auto Impact, says he's fed up. This is foolishness. This is nonsense. This should not happen. 
He walked out of last night's meeting after the board in a 6-5 to five vote changed the resolution passed by the previous board in December that made Adeline Hambly the leader of the health department. I just thought, you know what, I've, I've had enough of this. For their supporters to come out and say that, um, you know, they finally have good governance, they are so wrong. When Chairman Joe Moss and Ottawa Impact Commissioners took over in January, they appointed Nathaniel Kelly to replace Hambly. There's the HVAC guy. Hambly has since sued the board. The State Department of Health and Human Services has still not approved Kelly's nomination, telling News 8 today it hasn't even received the request from Ottawa County. Moss says the move last night was meant to correct a flawed resolution. It looks like there was uh, an error in the actual resolution that was signed. Bergman, who was on the board back in December, says all 11 commissioners were on the same page about appointing Hambly. And they're saying it's flawed. It's not flawed. Now, Bergman says Moss is trying to vacate her appointment so they can get rid of her. This is their way of, of trying to say she was never appointed. Doug Zylstra, the only Democrat on the board, agrees that appears to be happening. He also says it's clear they voted to appoint Hambly in December. People can have different opinions about who they would like to have been nominated back in December and who they would like to be uh, as health officer now, but to deny reality, right? It's a public meeting, it's on YouTube. Legal counsel Jack Jordan maintained they were simply correcting the record. This board speaks through its written resolutions. So they have to be correct. They have to be accurate. And that's all that's being done. It is not changing his... Oh, bullshit. It's rewriting the motion. It's simply correcting the But Bergman says last night's move is meant to fight off her lawsuit against the board. See? The larger motive is to give our attorney a handle on how to um, fight off the, the lawsuit. He fears it's only going to make things worse. I think it gives Adeline and her attorney... More ammunition good. Good. in terms of, you know, um, what they can what they can sue for. And I, you know, my personal opinion is I, I hope they do. <laughs> yes. Because I love this guy. It is totally wrong. It, what, what happened last night was totally wrong. Multiple Ottawa Impact endorsed members joined Bergman in voting no, including Jacob Bonema, Rebecca Curran, and Kyle Terpstra. None of them responded to requests for comment. We called and emailed Joe Moss to get his side of the story to no response. So we went to his Jenison business. Fresh phone. We're wondering if Joe's around. Oh, he's not. Sorry. Okay. All right. Thank you. Fresh phone. He works at Fresh Phone. The next full commission meeting is on Tuesday, March 14th at 9 in the morning. We'll stay on it. Back to you. What the fuck is Fresh Phone? My God. What the fuck is going on here? Now, I understand that, you know, not everybody lives in uh, this community, but uh, I've, I've made it a point to be following this fucking drama. It's unbelievable. Aram, trying to get some fresh air and not annoy me today, writes, this has to be a violation of federal employment law. I would agree. Fresh phone, West Michigan. What is fresh phone? 
They open at 9 a.m. Okay. We got to we got to follow up on this. We got to get this asshole on the air. Or I'm not on the I don't I'm not on the air. On this podcast. Jesus. What a fucking shit show. Can't drop the E says sounds like a new business to boycott. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, my God. Maureen says, this is crazy. I hope that woman wins her lawsuit. Ryan says, please call them. Chris says the ministry of information is just doing their job and correcting history. That's a Harry Potter reference. Amanda says we might have to drop a one star review. Hey, <laughs> my hands over and over to miles. You're about to get, you're about to get a blast from Kenny. One star coming at you. Holy crap. All right, folks. Once this podcast is done, I got more podcasting for you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try it for one month. I won't let you down. I will not let you down. We got a new episode of Who Are These Zanes? Episode 14 comes at you. It will drop on Saturday. Guest Roaster Ryan. Uh, Join me on the show. Uh, being that Ben had comedy on Tuesday night. I would have done the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on that night and recorded Who Are These Zanes? But Ben was booked. And then I've got four games and four nights. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, I also have radio work 10 a.m. to noon and then 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for Who Are These Podcasts recording. And then that game. So, as you can see, obviously, no time this week for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. My apologies. This is the busiest time of the year for your old pal Eric Zane, and it will subside soon because there's only four more Grand Rapids Gold games left, home games, and um, the hockey team's not making the playoffs. So, uh, that will be over sometime in April, I believe. After that, it's smooth sailing. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show is brought to you by Tag Accounting. 616-301-9516. I've got uh, just under a month of the full court press of telling you every day about the way you should get your personal tax returns done. Tag accounting waiting for you to call from anywhere in the U.S. 616-301-9516. Forget you doing that. Have Troy at Tag Accounting do it for you. Unbelievably skilled, certified public accountant. 
okay? This isn't your cousin's brother's aunt doing your taxes. This isn't the stupid program that you're overpaying for that you have to pay for updates uh, to every year that is not aware of all the tax law changes. No, this is a person who will work extra hard for you and make sure that you get the most money back on your return. And it's going to happen quickly and very fairly. Expect to pay just north of 100 bucks, unless if it's a super simple return like Madison's. 616-301-9516. God bless Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Reach out. If you need your vehicle repaired, 616-532-6600. ER Vines. That's ervines.com. Check out their Google reviews. All good. Near a five-star average for my friends at Irvine's, and that's hard. That's hard to do. And those are from people who don't have a podcast talking about how amazing they are. Of course, I'm going to, if they were terrible, I'd say how amazing they are. I'm kidding. Uh, They are absolutely the best. I appreciate them so much. They keep our cars on the road and keep them running fine. 616-532-6600. Okay, so um, I talked about this on the Patreon a little, but holy shit. This is just, there's so many different problems with this story of Jalen Carter expected to be uh, like the top pick in the NFL draft. Now, if you remember in January, a Georgia football player and a staffer was killed in a car wreck. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is terrible. Holy shit, I can't believe it. And that's all we knew. Uh, Late after the uh, Georgia Bulldogs had their little victory celebration for winning the national championship, a player, I don't know who the fuck he was, and I don't want to look it up, but whatever. It's awful. It's a terrible story. Guy dies, and uh, and the... There's a girl um, that plays that is uh, part of the team, like a trainer or, I don't know, a coordinator or whatever the fuck. She also tragically dies. Awful. We're led to believe it was a one-car crash, high rate of speed. Turns out that um, uh, the chick driving was drunk. The NFL Combine is going on right now where the players run, jump, they test them, they uh, interview them, see if they're retarded and uh, and whatnot. Excuse me, sorry. Jalen Carter is there. All of a sudden, Jalen Carter's not there. What? That's because during the Combine, police revealed that, hey, um, this guy is massively involved in this story of the death of this, these two people. It turns out after their investigation, uh, they uh, put out a warrant for this dude's arrest for misdemeanor charges, but it doesn't fucking matter um, for racing. So he was like racing these people. And um, then the incident happened. The cops are there checking it out. And um, 
this guy, Jalen Carter, comes driving up to the scene. He's like, God, I can't believe it. It was crazy. I can't believe this happened. I had no idea. Where were you? I was like a mile up. I left before her. Well, they found out that that's bullshit. Uh, Eyewitnesses and uh, area cameras have them racing through the streets, uh, passing in the middle lane, passing in lanes of oncoming traffic, going like well over 100 miles an hour. Everything was fucked up. And then Carter um, was there when the car went out of control and, uh, and crashed, and he fucking kept going. Or he like, stop. Oh, shit. I'm going to get in trouble and took off. Okay, that's a problem. Comes back, lies to the cops. Then after a few uh, more questions, he finally caves. Says, I was here. That came out yesterday. The fucking dummy goes to the combine Once that news hits, um, he bails. He just leaves. My God. Now, all right. First of all, you have the issue of leaving the scene of an accident while people are badly hurt. Uh, who knows if they were immediately killed or if they could have been saved. If the He would have been then the first responder, you know, or part of that. And, and it just, it's just horrible. It's a horrible decision. Uh, my God. So that's, um, that's bubbling under right now. Now, if you're an NFL team looking to spend millions of dollars on the best football player with a contract, you know, uh, uh, drafting them and then making them your, uh, your big first round draft pick. And he could very well be the number one overall pick top three. Um, well, you know, nowadays these NFL teams are like, we can no longer, uh, stop hiring and uh, drafting these scumbags who make stupid decisions. So that's starting to now really factor into draft picks. You can do uh, wonderful things with a football, but if you're a piece of shit, you know, they're not going to draft you. And that that's kind of strange because not every team is like that. You know, if you're like the Cleveland Browns, you'd be like, oh, we don't give a fuck. Just get over here and we'll sign you to a massive contract. I mean, see Deshaun Watson. So, but some teams actually do have a conscience like the Detroit lions. They wouldn't want this fucking dick on their team. So this piece of shit now has uh, cost himself millions of dollars in the end. I don't think it's really going to matter that much because he's really good. Frankly, um, I don't think there's any, the only people that are outraged right now about this are the people who are like caught up in the moment. Like if you're a fan of a certain team and you're like, Oh, we better not draft it. We better give it time after about a year in the league or his first time he uh, is up for a free agent contract. Uh, you're going to be like, I hope we get Jalen Carter. I think the worst part of this is that there's dead people who now, I mean, there's moms and dads and family members who are grieving 
knowing full well that uh, this guy, Carter, didn't give a shit about them as they lay dying in the street, you know? I mean, that's that's all pretty fucked up, in my opinion. Um, so at the NFL Combine, all the writers are there. There's a 1,000 writers waiting for Jalen Carter to speak, and then he doesn't show up. So they're like, where's Jalen Carter? That's when the story started to percolate in Indianapolis. Uh, one of the people who was there witnessing it all is uh, one of my new pals, uh, USA Today writer Jeff Risden, who covers uh, the NFL and the Lions, as I said, for USA Today. Hey. What up, buddy? You're live. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Zink? Never better. Never better. How, uh, what a what a shit show. It seems like every year there's something that happens that uh, gets everybody hopping. And this it's, uh, it's different, man. It's, it, it is something different every year. This uh, death is a new one. I haven't haven't encountered that one in my 16 years down here. Right on, uh, you Jeff. You were with me on the huge show last week. We, it was uh, historic and epic, uh, award winning broadcasting. And uh, so since then, um, to have you there firsthand covering all of this. Um, you were in that throng of reporters when the word started to percolate that Carter was not going to be there. Yeah, uh, I was standing there, and, and as I tweeted out yesterday, there was the biggest crowd of people I've ever seen around a podium since Tim Tebow was here. Uh, it had that much. So we kind of knew, like, okay, it, it started to break a little bit. But we didn't know if he was going to show up, if he was here, if he was going to speak. Uh, and it, it became clear pretty quickly that he wasn't going to do any of those things and, and in fact, wasn't here but yeah, it was it was wild, man. Uh, just the, the 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 speculation that went on, like, because nobody knew what was going on. Like, did did he actually kill the people? Was he drunk? Was did he leave the scene? All this stuff, and, and we don't know the answers to those questions yet. But when when you get you know three hundred and fifty four hundred reporters standing around with nothing better to do than to talk idly, stuff gets crazy, man. <laughs> so now, um, when did the, cause we didn't know anything about Jalen Carter up until just recently, right? He was not included in the story. Right. Yeah, he was not. Um, we knew, we obviously knew the, the story of the, 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 the car accident in Athens, Georgia, right after Georgia's national championship celebration parade. We didn't know that he was involved in it. We didn't, we didn't have any word of this. Uh, and it sounds like that's legit. That was true of even the people that are local there. Like they did not know until very recently until the arrest warrant came out yesterday morning was when just about everybody found out about it, which is kind of crazy, but you know, that's uh, when, when you, when you're in big time football and playing at that level, you have your means of, of controlling the media. And uh, Georgia is really good at that as are a lot of programs. Do you think, okay. Uh, conspiracy theory do you think someone who's not happy with carter wanted to wait till this came out until that moment when you were there oh damn that's that was a big topic of conversation yesterday uh nobody really knows uh, i kind of think that the timing was more than a little weird the fact that he's supposed to be speaking at 10 30 and it's like 9 50 i think is when this whole thing broke and uh that's that's a little shaky to me, uh, and and a lot of other people too. They're like, you know what? Couldn't that have waited? Or couldn't that have come out yesterday? Couldn't it have come out, you know, the next day, like after he spoke? Uh, the, the timing is very suspect for sure. Um. So because of okay, so he returned to the scene a short time after the incident happened, and was like, oh, I can't believe it. Like acted like he he wasn't there. He lied. 
according to the police, and then yeah. came back, and then they revealed after some questioning that he was, in fact, there. Um, okay, but they, they didn't, like, uh, test him for alcohol or anything. Um, so, I mean, they would know right then and there if he was intoxicated. That, that hasn't come out. That hasn't been talked about. So, at the worst right now, um, I think how it looks is actually more devastating to Jalen Carter than what the actual charges are, which is two misdemeanor offenses. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's sort of where we're settling today is like, and we went out last night and because in Indy, when you're with people, you go, you go and you talk about these things. And the general consensus now is, is that he's probably going to get pled down to even lesser of a misdemeanor. He'll, he'll pay fines. He'll do community service um, and, and be fine uh, for the draft. Like that, that's the thing. He needs to have this done before the draft happens. Because if it's still lingering out there, if it's not settled in court or adjudicated or whatever, that's a problem. Like, because that's a risk. And NFL teams don't want to take that sort of risk. Like, I, you just drafted a guy and he's going to be in jail for two years for, for being involved in the death of two people. Like, that's that's not something that, that you know, Brad, Brad Holmes didn't want to walk out to the podium and answer those yeah. questions. Yeah. Nobody now, does. I was... So, so the, the, the key for Carter is. He's got to get this done quickly. Um, they need the wheels of justice to spin quickly in Georgia. Um, if not, it is definitely going to hurt where he winds up being drafted. And and I will just add for, for all the Lions fans that are out there, if he's still got these charges going on against him, they will not take him. No, no. But, yeah, the no, Lions. No turds, man. No turds. <laughs> the Lions aren't like the team that you used to cover, the Cleveland uh, Browns. <laughs> The Browns. You say that because I'm actually sitting with Browns guys this morning. Yeah, I know, I'm sure you are. I mean, they they don't care. They're like, oh, we don't care if he murdered anybody. We'll bring him in. You know, um, they're they're very envious of the team that I cover now. And right. That, that that's been a fun hat flip for me. Oh my God, yes. Uh, Jeff Risden at the Lions Wire uh, on Twitter, writer for USA Today, and um, also you have your Facebook page at Jeff Risden. Uh, it, it, for everything NFL and combine related. Uh, and that's part of what I wanted to ask you about because um, being that you're there and I'm being the Lions fan here and you writing for them, um, the interaction or what you what witnessed Dan Campbell saying, the importance is it isn't so much people running around in their pajamas. It's what you see when you watch them actually play the game of football. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's 100% accurate, and uh, he said that uh, at the end of his press conference yesterday. So we get to start watching the dudes run around today, this afternoon, uh, over at the, the Colts Stadium, and I don't expect him to be there. Uh, it's just not something that he cares about. He he watches film and does it that way. There are people, there are people within the Lions organization who do care about the athletic testing and measurement and things like that. That's more scouting stuff. That's not Dan's stuff. Yeah. Dan, Dan knows what he wants to see. So the biggest thing that I got from Dan yesterday was that he said that they've interviewed about 35 guys and there were four that he thinks can be Detroit Lions that have the right mindset, the grit, the mentality, the the mental toughness, wow. the characteristics that they want. So it, it, that's and, – and that could be anywhere in the draft. That could be a, a third-round defensive tackle from Wisconsin, who I think is one of them um, because he mentioned grit in his interview several times and, and – he knows who I am, so I think he was sending me a message that they're going to take him. That's that. There's my idle speculation for the day. Keanu Benton is is his name. Okay, he's, uh, hold on, hold on. Back, back that up. Back that up. Where is he out of? 
Wisconsin. And he's uh, what position? He's a defensive tackle. And you're thinking, like, what round for this guy? He's a second or third rounder. So, like, the, the Vikings pick that they have at the end of the second or their own third rounder. I might have asked you this already, but I, I, I got to spell out his name. What's his name again? It's, it's Keanu, like Keanu Reeves, except there's an extra E in it. <laughs> oh, his of last course. Name is Benton. All right. I want to I wanna watch that. I like that, the fact that he might have actually been sending you that message in code. Well, that I is, would like to think that anyways, yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I like the idea of starting with the interview, like the one-on-one, to determine if these guys have brain cells and uh, a, a motor that is, is a high motor, you know? I, I think that that's – I think starting there probably saves him a great amount of time when it comes to because once he narrows it because it doesn't want an idiot or somebody who's a lazy slob um but just is just gotten by on their talent you know I, li- I like that about that guy yeah and and keep in mind when when they're done here and they go to the pro days and that pro day circuit fires up next week actually uh they, they're allowed i believe it's 35 visits from players they're not going to waste time on guys that they know won't fit and that's one of the things that they're doing here is, and they did it at the senior bowl and the shrine bowl as well is, is whittling through all the, the players and, and understanding this guy isn't what we want. He might be a great player, but he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. So we're not going to spend and waste any more time on him. So from that standpoint, it's a very smart way to go about it. And so, you know, you're looking at the recent years, draft picks, players who fit that mold and the proof is there. I mean, we've seen, uh, the fruits of that uh, due diligence showing up for the football team. And I, I love that idea. Yeah, I do too. And it's crazy being down here with, you know, I, I know people from all over the country and like everybody's coming up like, y'all got something good, man. Uh, it's, and we, we talked about it when we were on the air last yep. week. Like it, it is, it, that is a legit sentiment that's going on right now. It's like people are excited about the Detroit Lions, not just people in Detroit, people are around the country and it's uh it's, it's, it's a fun place to be. It's an unusual place to be because we have not been there in quite some time. You should follow at the Lions Wire on Twitter or at Jeff Risden. Follow them both. Um, any uh, any famous people there making uh, making the scene? You know, uh, uh, Kenny Maine maybe. Is he the guy who, who always races the combine? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember. Any any that's famous what, people in the media? Rich Eisen, he's here. Rich um, Eisen, that's it. I'm trying to think of who the most famous person I've run into. Uh, I sat next to unwittingly uh, former defensive back Solomon Wilcox sat next to me. Uh, ran into Tony Gonzalez, literally uh, the, the Hall of Fame tight end. And uh, Zane, you know how big I am. He was a lot bigger than me, dude. Uh, that, that was kind of intimidating. Holy <laughs> cow! Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got about fifty pounds on me and, and looks a hell of a lot better with it too. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> handsome. You and I are you and I are total dogs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of frustrating. So I, actually, I'm looking out the window right now, and Brad Holmes is walking over um, from the hotel. Oh, there he is. So you can actually see him. Do you remember the live, one live tweeting? Do you remember the uh, the one training, uh, the one combine when the big guy was running and his ding dong fell out of his shorts? Do you remember that? Absolutely. I do. That was Chris Jones. Of the, he's a really good player. He plays for the Chiefs. He's a starting defensive tackle. He's a really good one, too. Yeah, he uh, he actually got a little uh, turf burn there, which is something that I'm not sure any doctor has ever had to diagnose before. Yeah, his his crank fell right out of his pants. It was incredible. Wow. I will never forget that. I'm showing really it right now. That doesn't happen again. Oh, my God. 
So, so amazing. Uh, Jeff Risden, you are absolutely the best. And uh, I appreciate you uh, for joining us and take care over there. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks, man. All right. See ya. There you go. This is what I'm talking about. Chris Jones was running. Now, now uh, check this out. There you go. He's okay. really stout against the run. High school hoops player. Wow. That slide oh. is now illegal. Okay. Now, high school hoops at that moment, he threw himself on the ground and got the burn because his dick popped out. Run. Here he is. High school. Look at There's the, the, the root of the shaft. There, there's a ball. Play. Okay. We can even see more dick if we're lucky. High school. It's just a flash of dick. Player. It's not enough. I need more dick. High school. I can't I can't get a good freeze frame of it. I think there's a better shot right here. I don't know if that's I don't know if it looked quite like that. That might be photoshopped. Holy shit. Um, all right. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Adnan says, the whole time you guys were talking about the combine, I was thinking of this guy, LOL. The commentator says, oops. NW980 says, quote, Eric, go watch a big black NFL dick because I know you want to. Just got the big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Thank you, Jeff. Um, while I was thinking of uh, football, this came to mind. There was a story I saw. Do you remember in the Super Bowl how shitty the field was? There were all sorts of problems with that field. Like here's a here's like the opening kickoff by the Eagles. This is this is when you knew this was going to be a shit show. Look at the guy. He completely he completely biffs it. That was just the beginning of the nightmare on field conditions at the Super Bowl. Every time you turned around, a player was wiping out. And like, uh, you kept, oh yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he had on the, uh, the one, he put on the uh, uh, 15 inch cleats. He's running in a pair of shoes that has spikes on it. Like if you were climbing the side of Mount Everest. It was such a pile of shit. And it's like, how the fuck can that even be? For starters, I'm really annoyed that I was annoyed with the fact that that stupid stadium in Phoenix, they decided that they have to be cute and and put real grass in there. Now, the players prefer to play in real on real uh, grass, it's fucking Arizona. Who gives a shit? Put the fucking field turf on and that's the end of it. Who gives a fuck? Ah, but it's better for the players. You don't give a shit about the players. 
We know that. All these guys are going to shoot themselves uh, in the chest in a few years anyway. You don't care about the. Don't act like you care about the players. About them spraining an ankle when they're all going to have CTE in a matter of years. Fuck. Oh, no, no. We got to have real turf. So they bring in this guy. He's 100 years old. I'm not even kidding you. He's 94. He's called the Sod Father. And uh, they go, all right, we want you to consult us on the turf. And what they do in Arizona is they have real grass and it's on a, uh, a rolling platform and it rolls out of the stadium, gets sunlight, and then you bring it into the stadium to play the football game when it's time to play. And it, it does work. It has worked, but it's a huge pain in the cock to get it done. But they did it. And the dude known as the sod father, this is him right here. This is the sod father. He's like, yep, yep. I know everything there is to know, and it's true. Now, here he is, and he's given all sorts of shit now to whoever was uh, making the final decisions on that field that ruined the Super Bowl. Uh, Players have said that was the worst surface they've ever played on. And that's after playing games in Green Bay. A longtime NFL groundskeeper, George Toma, the sod father, has come out swinging against the poor field conditions at State Farm Field during the Super Bowl. Speaking with ESPN's Josh Weinfuss, Toma blamed the slippery field on NFL field director Ed Mangan. So a guy that works for the NFL and Toma's like, I've forgotten more about grass than this asshole knows. He's a fucking moron. And I love this guy because when you're 94, you don't care. And you say whatever the fuck you want. Like, what are they going to do? Do something to you? And give me a break. All they needed to do was hire this Toma dude. But they didn't do that. They got this piece of shit who fucked everything up. Toma... Uh, throws Ed Mangan under the bus with this. Quote, he waters the hell out of it and puts it right into the stadium and that's it. Never see sunlight again. He can't do that. I guess when you do that, um, you're causing mold, bacteria, and the sun doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Allows the water to nourish the field. Toma went on the field and checked it out and knew that they were fucked. He said it smelled rotten, like decay. Quote, he sanded it two weeks too late. Now, I'm not sure what that means, putting sand on it, but whatever. He had only one sanding. You should, you need to have two or three sandings. Quote, but he didn't do shit. That's his exact quote. And that was it. And not only that, he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. So this guy, this mangan must be some young hotshot fucker who doesn't, you know, take advice. You got a 94-year-old guy known as the sod father. You're not going to listen to him. What kind of piece of shit are you? Listen for once. 
In the days leading up to the Super Bowl, Toma was excited about the quality of the field. I believe this is the second best grass we've had. We've had Toma, who's worked the turf of every Super Bowl in NFL history. He told reporters on the Tuesday before the big game. The grass, known as Tahoma Hybrid Bermuda, overseeded with rye, was wheeled in and out of the stadium so it could get sunshine ahead of the Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. It cost $800,000. So leading up to the the guy, Tomo was like, oh, it's great. We did a great job. But then this fucking asshole took over and fucked everything up. Um, in fact, you want to, I've got a clip here that shows you exactly how this works. This is them, uh, wheeling out the field. There's no audio to this, but you can see that platform moving. Is it, that is fucking an engineering, uh, marvel. It takes like an hour for that thing to get out there. It moves very, very slowly, but that's fucking sweet. You know what? I take it back. I want them to have real grass just so this can happen. That is so cool. If you are, uh, of course, listening to the audio podcast, that's something that you'll have to click on. Uh, It looks like a field going out of a stadium. But I just cannot believe that some dickhead fucked it up. Um, Thomas said, we bring it back in at six at night. It takes an hour to roll out, hour to roll in. I feel bad. On Thursday, it'll be brought in and won't see sunshine again until after the game. But despite the high praise for the field before the game, once the action kicked off, things got messy fast. Players on both teams struggled to keep their feet and were blunt, saying it was the worst uh, field I've ever played on, said Eagles defender Hassan Reddick after the game. It was very disappointing. It's the NFL. You would think it'd be better so we could get some better play, but it it is what it is. It was terrible. Eagles offensive tackle Jorgen Melada said in the locker room after the game, I'm no grass expert. It was just very, very slick. You couldn't anchor. You had to get your whole foot on the ground. If you try and just use your toe, it would slip right away. You saw the receivers. It was like a water park out there, and we're playing on grass. The NFL did not immediately. How is it? Leave it to the NFL. These fucking dicks. How often have we seen them not be able to get out of their own way? Somebody needs to get fired. If I'm Roger Goodell after that game, I have a public firing of that asshole that the sod father publicly indicted. My God. As things stand, Toma, the sod father, does not plan on being back to check up on another Super Bowl field anytime soon. He said, fuck it. Quote, I can't take it anymore. He told the ESPN, me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. I love that. Toma's awesome. 94 years old, does not give a shit. My God, what a, what a thing ridiculous all right um i have not forgotten about kyle let's kill with kyle he's going to join us in moments as he does on thursdays we'll get to him in a bit 
while I'm here, I'd like to mention Cameo. Hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, 20 bucks is what I charge for a Cameo. Not bad. Uh, if you want to hire me for a roast, birthday wishes, uh, congratulatory message, workplace achievement, I can be as ridiculously rude or as sweet as you want me to be. Hire me, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. All right, check me out on Cameo. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. If you need any information on the WIC program, this is where you go. If you're in Kent County, uh, Kent County or you can uh, do this as well in your respective county, uh, the WIC program is a national uh, entitlement that you um, should utilize if you're having a hard time keeping the family fed. All right, go to accesskent.com slash health or call 616-632-7200 for the Kent County Health Department. They can help you to see if you qualify for the WIC program each month. You're given an allotment of important staple food items to help keep the family fed. They'll also give you all the um, support about making nutritious meals for the family. And this may not be you listening right now, but maybe someone in your circle, a close friend, a neighbor, a relative, who's not aware that they can be taken care of. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Blue Frost IT, oh my God, 616-285-50, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Okay, so in your business, if you need any um, upgrades to your tech, don't just be the person that takes it into your own hands and just starts buying what you think is appropriate for your business. No, 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 no. You need to have a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Blue Frost, 616-285-50 for Blue Frost IT. Okay, don't go uh, anywhere. Your old pal, Eric, you know it, has to go tinkle. I'll be back, and then Kyle from Dumpster Divers will join us. All right, I know that took a while. I don't know, but a half teaspoon of pea came out, maybe. I'm riddled with cancer, without a doubt. It's over. Eric, don't say that. What is, what's wrong with you? Nice. I knew I had to share with you, so I don't want you to miss this wonderful conversation on the next edition of Equip. Oh, no. This song. Is this the one about the guys about to die? Live life like you're dying. Oh, that's a fucked up song right there. She says her gums are irritating. 
best if that bloodline just ends, ends right here. Just ends. Yeah. Uh, That's they, uh, Michelle and Greg. Trial delivered it's closing arguments yesterday. This is a lead prosecutor, Creighton. Amazing, though, the gifts of these illustrators. So the fact that they can. To you know, to pencil and paper and come up with these images. I think this just, is a burning king. Uh, bring us into the scriptures and into the life. Gains a large following oh, on social go. media by posting entertaining, That's a and, king. entertaining images or videos of their pets. So yes, mm-hmm. Doug the pug. Mm-hmm. Doug the pug. Yeah. I don't know Doug the Pug. Doug I bet the I do. Was a Keyboard great cat. Pug. Yeah. Is yeah. wait is Doug the Pug the where they tested to see if he had bones? No, that's bones. Um, <laughs> bones no, 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 no. You yeah. got it wrong. Money and run. Yeah. Into it. So, like, we weren't See what's going like on on a pudding's yeah. mega hour. You heard that right. Responsibly. Individuals can uh, end up in um, losing their home. Uh, that's enough. Go on, take the money and run. Yeah. Yahoo. Go on, take the money and run. Ooh, Lord. Billy Mack, he's a detective down in Texas. He knows, he knows just exactly what the facts is. He rhymed Texas with facts is. Eric Zane, dude. Kyle, how are you? I'm just chilling, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you know, the same old shit for the past several years. Uh, um, so are you at the office? Are you driving? What are you doing? I'm at the office, baby. Just just doing my thing. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, have you uh, found anything interesting in your dumpster exploits that is worth value? Um, no, not not really recently. Um, it's it's mostly just been a bunch of shit. I saw a uh, post on Reddit at a dump. They found like six pallets full of Magic the Gathering cards. That sounds like something that might be found in a dumpster. You know, uh, yeah, that's kind of similar to that one time we had those board games, you know? Right, right. Um, did you, I, I think I asked you this before, but did you ever return all those bottles and cans? Uh, yeah, we, we, we got rid of them all finally. <laughs> you actually did return them to, to like the, the grocery store? Well, we we returned some of them, and then we gave um, a bunch of them to uh, Tony's friend who needed some cash. Oh, he's little okay, little little light in the pocket. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you, are there any videos that you watch online that are really ridiculous, but you love to watch them over and over again? Oh man, for sure. I mean, you, you know, say it's like nine or ten o'clock at night or whatever. You know, I'm laying on the bed, got my fat gut hanging out. Just, just, I love watching videos. I know just, it. You know, cruising through and just seeing. There's just so much good, like good weird crap to watch. I, feel I like know it. Days. I mean, I, I, I nuzzled up to like people jumping out of the World Trade Center the other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been watching videos of um, cow and horse hooves getting restored. Oh, yeah. You're one of those people, huh? Yeah. Uh, Blue, she likes to watch. She's, like, really into videos of, like, uh, 
um, it'll be like a, a couple, like a, a guy and a girl or whatever. Um, and the girl is just like zooms the camera in on the dude's face and is like pulling out whiskers and oh. like popping zits and stuff. Yeah. She's all, she's all into that shit. She'll just watch it for like hours. Yeah. I, I haven't worked up the strength to get into the zit thing, but I know there's a whole industry of, uh, of zit videos. I, I think they, they even made TV shows out of it. I know it's wild. Like, and she was watching one last night, which is, which is why I bring it up. And like the people that's all they do is just post that. And they have like, I think 550,000 followers or right. something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, what a great, I mean, if that's how you can make some cash, that's how you can make some fucking cash, dude. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where, um, something like jizzing dicks is going to become mainstream? So, <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of is on certain parts of the world. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not even like the internet, just, you know, uh, eight o'clock on ABC, uh, another edition of jizzing dicks. So that <laughs> jizzing dicks hosted by Eric Zane, I, I would watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> you know, the, I feel like, you know, even since, you know, my heyday when I was a kid in the 90s, you know, I mean, like everything was, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say censored, but kind of censored, you know what I mean? Very much more plain than it is now. And I mean, t- you got TV shows, tits are out, dicks are out, movies, a lot of dicks out, a lot, a lot of tits out. So, yeah, I, could, I feel like pretty, pretty soon, maybe in like 10 years, it's a possibility, jizzing dicks on ABC. Right. Yes. I, 100%. I mean, we have seen the evolution of sexuality. Since, um, you know, we've had, uh, with every improvement in technology, we're getting so much more closer, uh, to Valhalla when it comes to porno and yeah. And then you got these fucking, um, you know, like, uh, they're making, and I, I don't know this firsthand, but I was listening to it on the radio. Like they're making like, uh, AI that like is like sex, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It is, like you can like feel like you're there like with the goggles i do like, like the, the virtual reality yeah. goggles like you can feel like you're in a porno right like, what's going on man? yeah you can put the goggles on and then i think there's a device that you put your ding dong into that has something to do with it and and i think that you can actually uh you can even have sex over the internet um, with with a significant other and i think it involves something like that i unless i saw a movie uh that was depicting that i'm not sure it, it all runs together for me oh for sure my god that's ridiculous were you uh were you just were you just talking about uh jizzing or something like in the past half hour or something on the show no no it just happened to come to mind because i guess that's on my brain which is ridiculous <laughs> yeah hey you ever have a gay dream oh jeez. I don't, I don't even know. I don't, the, the, I feel like the problem with me getting older is that I don't really get to remember a lot of my dreams. Yeah. When I was a kid, I, I remembered like a lot of my dreams. Oh yeah. Like, you know, life was looking up and everything was, you know, nice when you were right. a kid. But oh, man. these days like, I can't really remember dreams, but I don't, I don't, I don't have like a memory sticking out in my head of me like boning a dude or nothing. Oh man. I am i uh, I'm a million percent when I'm sleeping and dreaming, I'm the, I'm the biggest gay guy ever. <laughs> just jacking dicks left and right. <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. I'm totally gay. Oh, 
fucking shit. There's some hidden desires that you should probably see a psychologist. It's ridiculous, man. Holy shit. Um, all right. What? Uh, hey, what's going on? This is all about me so far. What's uh, what's going on in your world that you want to get off your chest, Kyle from from Dumpster Divers? You know, I I saw this. The first question I got to ask you in your in your infinite knowledge and in your all knowing uh, knowledge. Um, I, I saw this video the other day, and it's something I never really fucking thought about, um, which is wild because this is usually the type of stuff that my brain goes wild on. So I'm surprised I didn't think of it, but. In the video, this guy was talking about time zones, and he's like, okay, like, time zones, you get it, you know what I mean? Like, usually when you see how the time zones work, it's like the map of the Earth is, like, flat, you know what I mean? So, and it's not a flat Earther, guy, so we're not getting into flat Earth stuff, but, like, usually when you see the time zones, like, the map of the whole Earth is, like, on one sheet or whatever. Okay. But, like, but if it's a globe, like, you know, when it it is or whatever, and he's like, when you get up to like the North Pole and the South Pole or, or whatever, he's like, then all the lines would meet. He's like, so what fucking time is it? You know what I mean? Like, what day would it be? Oh. Like, and I started freaking out because I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, does time not exist on the poles? I'm like, because really, if you're standing at the exact point where all the time zones met, if that's how it works, like, if, you know, they're all bending, with, I'm like, what? What the fuck, dude? Like, would it be like, all time and no time all at the same time so i started flipping out dude yeah did you look it up did you just look up what time is it time zones on the poles did you like search that no no i don't i don't i don't have enough energy to do research on my crazy ideas most of the time <laughs> oh you just like to bat them around in your brain yeah i just bat them around i'm like i'll wait till thursday ask your exam uh article i'm just looking at headlines time has no meaning at the north pole so this has there been asked go. before. What time zones are used at the uh, North and South Poles? They they don't know. It's like, do you ever, uh, you remember a TV show called Lost? Yeah. Yeah, at some point, time had a lot to do with that shit. I think that's that's what's going on there. I know, it's, it's flipping me out because, you know, I started to think, I'm like, okay, like, that would make sense, you know, like all the, the lines kind of bend with the earth, but I'm like, but then, you know what I mean? Like, if you just, like, took a ball in, in your kitchen or whatever, and you just, and if you were just holding the ball and you took, like, a knife and you just kind of cut, like, say, ten, like, you cut into it ten times or whatever and, like, cut the ball into ten pieces, I'm like, then, I mean, if you just cut it straight, I'm like, then you could have time. But I'm like, that's not how it works, though, because it's not, like, the same time on the opposite end of the earth as it is. Yeah. Where we are. You know what I mean? That's I'm like, a great question. So it's gotta be that the lines curved. So yeah, then I started flipping out. I'm like, dude, I gotta get to the North pole and fucking figure this thing out. Dude. Were you stoned when you thought of this? No, no, no. I was just watching the video and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, guys, the guy's got a fucking point, dude. <laughs> All right. Something to think about, th- which I won't think about. As soon as this is done, I'm never going to think about this again. Yeah, I know. It's like, it is one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really matter. But then like, it kind of does. I don't really know. It it, it flipped me out. And I just thought I I would see if you ever thought about this shit before. Oh, no. Uh, Not until till then. Or until you just (laughs) said it. Uh, Wow. Holy shit. And I asked, what time is it at the North Pole? Like right now? It is right now because it's 942 where you and I are at the North Pole. It's 542 a.m. I know that's the crazy part. Cause then like, what if you just, if you were on the point where all the lines met 
and you just like took a step back and then walked in a circle. Right. Suddenly like you would be fucking yeah, it's like every eight, time zone. It's or like what? eight o'clock <laughs> at night. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. If you go if you go fast enough, does time go backwards? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm yeah. It's too much <laughs> to think about, dude. <laughs> All right, very good. Anything else? Yeah, I gotta ask you. This is another. This is like uh, one of the another weird thing I thought about. Was it last night? I don't know if it was last night or the night before that. But I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what the fucks? What the fucks up with Steven Seagal, dude? You know what I mean? Like, what would it be like to be Steven Seagal? That's like one of the questions that's, that's on my mind. Like, you know, you're in the '80s, right? And you're fucking a huge movie star, just fucking doing your your fights and your fucking weird ass. That's one of the things me and my dad always talk about. Like we used to watch Steven Seagal movies, and he runs like a fucking weirdo. Like, if you rewatch any Steven Seagal movie and watch him running, it's fucking hilarious. But anyways, so you're this big-ass movie star in the 80s or whatever, and you're like, I'm Steven Seagal, dude. I'm on top of the fucking world. I'm making millions of bucks. But then, like, now, like, anytime you see anything involving Steven Seagal, like, he's an idiot. Like everything now is like anything that pops out. It's because he's an idiot. And I'm like, what a turn dude. Like, what would it be like to experience that shift in public identity? You know what I mean? Uh, as we talk, we're watching video of Steven Seagal running and he, <laughs> he runs like a, he's a little, he, he's got some weird, uh, arm things going on. It's, uh, it's the arm thing for sure. Me and my dad, I, when I say, so say I'm like seven years old, right? And yeah, me and my dad, and like, he's like all into the movie because my dad like loves fighting movies, you know, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, all that type of stuff. And then I'm just like laughing my ass off. I, I, I remember this movie, my, my dad's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, look at him run. <laughs> my dad's like, what? Yeah. And, you know, it's VHS and he hit, hits rewind or whatever. And then just me and my dad just laughing our asses off it. Yeah, it's that fucking arm thing, dude. Like, what yeah. is that? I, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm pausing in one clip when he's running up a mountain. And then he makes this weirdo left turn, this hard turn that's just stupid. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like he looks like a fucking robot, you know? I mean, you know. Steven Seagal. And he really gets those arms pumping. And now he's sitting on top of the mountain, not even sweating, enjoying life. Yeah, this someone fucking asshole. I think he's uh, he's a total lunatic, too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, there's like, you know, you, you read stories or whatever about, like, like oh yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't actually know like fighting that that well or whatever. Right. There was like this article I don't know like other eighty like Jean Claude Van Damme or whatever. I think there was some story about how like they were gonna like spar or something, and Stephen Scott was like ah no like I don't want to do that or whatever. And this but, um yeah but yeah you know then because you see videos of like nowadays like when fucking Stephen Seagal would just like go to like a karate competition or whatever and like put on like a show or whatever and it's just like him being all fat and like just kind of moving his arms around and these dudes just like act like they're getting their asses beat right right what are you doing steven seagal this clip i'm watching as you're talking steven seagal it's clearly inaccurate and not realistic because he's actually catching up to a black guy (laughs) oh shit And when he runs, those legs and arms, they pump furiously, but his upper body, his torso remains absolutely perfectly still. His head Completely, and yeah. his head yeah, doesn't it's move. That, it's that fucking flipper that gets him going. Bro. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Very interesting. I appreciate you pointing that out so that we could park on Steven Seagal running is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll hear about this and uh, this is going to be, this is going to get the Eric Zane show on the fucking map, dude. Cause Steven Seagal is going to hear about this. He's going to get fucking pissed, dude. He's coming after us. Very good. All right. Um, I appreciate you bringing all these things to light. Uh, we had, uh, time zones. We had Steven Seagal money, uh, running. Those are the big takeaways and, uh, off we go with our day. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it as always. You got it. I'll catch you guys fucking later. All right, man. See ya. Bye-bye. Deuces. (laughs) Deuces. Uh, Tom Segura has a whole bit about him. Didn't know that. Uh, I, um, there's a quote from the dude, the dude interviewing Steven Seagal. He was playing the boot, the blues, Mojo Feist, Mojo Fist. I don't know what the fuck it was. Uh, dude, yeah, uh, interviewing Steven Siegel is what I, Steven Siegel, welcome in, Steven, how are you? Oh, yeah, that, um, I'm sure that eventually you'll be able to hear that bit on another edition of While I'm Away. Occasionally those show up. If you know, you know. All right. Okay. Uh, advertise on the Eric Zane show podcast. It's real simple. Drop me a line, reach out Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'd love to hear, uh, from you and tell you how it works with getting on the Eric Zane show podcast. It's quite simple, really. And I can help market your business. Like for example, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage, two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty, five, zero, five. If you are in need of a mortgage, my God, reach out to me or reach out to Mark. Don't reach out to me. Reach out to Mario. He'll help you every step of the way. Uh, offices in every state except for Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine. They can help you anywhere except in those states. Okay. 231-332-6505. Mention me when you call. And then, of course, Joe Martinez. A&E Heating and Cooling. Absolute legend uh, for anything at all, heating and cooling, whether there's something on the fritz that you got to take care of. Oh, my God, this is terrible. Uh, Or you want a new install of a furnace or an air conditioner. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. All right. I just had a thought that I'm messing that number up. AEheatingcooling.net. No, I'm right. Of course, I'm right. Look at this. Joe Martinez showing off two of the vehicles in his fleet. I think he's got even more, you know. Um, Here, air conditioning, heating, refrigeration, ventilation. Uh, All these images here. These people don't work for Joe, okay? I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Stock images. These two, stock image. No. Here you go. This is what I'm talking about. These three. David, there's Joe, and that's Jason. 
Fantastic. Promotions. 10% off any air conditioner repair for military, first responders, and seniors. Oh, my God, the Remy Halo. I got one of these. These things are fantastic. He puts it into the uh, furnace, and it kills, like, all the shit that's going through the air with, like, ultraviolet light. Fucking sweet. These are actual reviews from customers. Look at all these people. That is so great. Thank you, Joe Martinez. 616-516-8579. Stevie says, good thing they didn't have the Remy Halo. Too bad they didn't have the Remy Halo at the wedding venue. Yeah, you were right in the shit. I mean, at the uh, at our super spreader wedding. You didn't get it, though, because, um, well, the COVID uh, virus went into your body uh, and died because you were so drunk. Uh, you may be the chattiest drunk ever. I was like, here she comes. Get out. Get out while you can. Here she comes. Would not stop talking. I was like, holy fuck. The only thing that was more obvious was your horniness. I feel, I feel bad for Rob when you got home. You're probably like, get out. Get that dick out. Uh, Maureen says, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. A girl, I. A girl, I. Hey, how you doing? Hey, honey, how you doing? Hey, honey, how you doing? Hey, honey, how you doing? When can I meet that boy? When can I meet that boy? That boy. That boy. Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. Thank you, Stevie. Um. Okay, this video's going around. You're going to love this. Oh, my God. Audio check. Video check. So, the chick at the plate here for the big softball game, you got runners, like uh, two runners on, maybe three. I think I think the bases are loaded. And the chick up to bat... Uh, hits the home run. All right. But watch what happens. Oh. Is lifted into deep okay. left center. Okay. You just see that? The chick hits the shit out of the ball. And then keep your eye on the chick who hit the shit out of the ball. Because she's rounding the bases and she gets around first and something bad happens. I know is lifted into deep left center. See, she went down. She, she's hurt. Something bad happened. For a 
grand slam, but Moses is going to round first base and go down holding her ankle. Okay. So she's hurt. Now, the other team's like, wait, what the fuck? So that was a home run into left center, but all has fallen quiet here. Okay, uh, boom boom goes a dynamite. She is is definitely uh, uh, not in Aiden Lynch. Breaking news! Uh, She's describing the action. Goes down. She will be required. Now she has to go around the bases. Required to touch all the bases, and it looks like the fire defense may try to help her. Look at this. Way around the bases. Now uh, the rule is your team can't help you around the bases, but there's no rule that says the opposing team can't help you. So the opposing team is going to help. So a couple of other lesbians go up to this lesbian. And pick her up, and they the three lesbians, two lesbians carry the third lesbian around the bases. Now, this is awesome sportsmanship. Yeah, you see, this is why chicks have, and, and chicks should have, uh, they should be the ones making all the money in all sports. Instead, we got dumb fuck guys that make the money. Now, the only people that are at this game are uh, hobos and maybe a couple of parents. No one else gives a shit. And that's sad to me because, damn it, these are good people. So what a moment here in Lakeland, Florida. Grandview did just go ahead with a grand slam. Look it. And they're they're carrying her. By the catcher. In mo- they're carrying her by the legs and her legs are open. And then these lesbians are going to chow her muff the second uh Right when she gets home. It's perfect opportunity for a big uh, muff diving extravaganza. Moses, but Moses. Look at all of these chicks are wet. They can't wait to go chow. Able to come all the way around the base and is carried all the way to home plate. by. And then the video ends before they start to chow right on the field. Now, this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, Back in uh, 08, this happened. Same deal. Look at Another chick's uh, injured herself, and I think the what we're learning is uh, menstruation causes bones to break. So that's that's the big hangup. Uh, lesbians playing sports, uh, they still menstruate, and that causes weak bones. <laughs> Same thing. Fifteen years ago. And the crowd's not cheering because of the good sportsmanship. They know they're about to see a big muff extravaganza. That's the first home run of the season for number eight, Sarah Tikolsky. Look at right now the challenger. just had a realization that like six months ago i think it was uh, uh the local uh team won the won the uh little league world series girls softball i just had a terrible feeling that what if they're watching this <laughs> kent adds how many of them sniffed their fingers after 
<laughs> Josh adds, picked, uh, they pick her up like a bowling ball. Boo should have punched her in the boob, says Corey. Dipshit. Josh adds, slipped on her vag slime going around the bases. The fuck? All right, come on now. This is all stupid. We got to get our acts together here. I can just picture Megan getting wanting to kick my ass. Cole ridiculously adds, don't these heifers stretch? You know, I mean, I can't even buy into that. That's ridiculous. I didn't see anybody look like a heifer, you idiot. The fuck is wrong with you? Can't call them heifers. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking horrible. That's horrible. Uh, your asshole of the day. Yesterday it was Miss Nikki's boss. My God. What a horrible time. It's a horrible time to act like an asshole, you know? I mean, be like, hey, uh, I'm call. I'm call. I just found out that my beloved just passed away. You're the first person I called. I have to go tend to my family. Well, you gotta come to work. What? Can't even believe that. Uh, your asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. Without even reviewing what we did, I will uh, just give it to the Ottawa County Board for more shenanigans with those pieces of shit. Oh, that's right. We got a call, don't we? We got to make a phone call to, uh, what's that guy's place name? Fresh Phone? All right. Let me look them up. That's how we can finish this show. You know what? You know what we can do? We can do. This will be even better. I don't normally do this, but I am this time. This is a great opportunity for you to sign up for the Patreon. All right? Because on today's Patreon, I'm going to call Fresh Phone. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to dangle the carrot. If you want to hear that, I mean, who knows how it's going to go. It's happening today on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Corey says, God damn it. Yeah, well, sign up for it. Chris, I'll send you a link because Chris is in a bad spot. I'll send you a link of the uh, of the audio video, Chris, because Chris is signed up, but his Patreon has betrayed him. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you in on that. Uh, when it comes to rating shows, Sam the Juice says, Eric, not sure if he's told you, but Plain Talk John appreciates you. He did. He did reach out to me. He said a nice. Uh, he sent me a nice message. He's great. All right, so we're gonna do that on the Patreon. You cheap bastards. 
Uh, sign up, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. In fact, Chris, I'm going to send you and uh, Brandon King the uh, Patreon link until further notice, until we get that shit figured out. Okay. Maureen says, let's raid Tyler Glenn again. I will. Have a good one, folks. Thank you.